All right, what's going on, good people? It's Mr. Shaw. We've returned for another episode for the podcast. And this particular episode is going to be covering um, a series on Disney that had released, um, what was it, a couple months back? Uh, it's called Kenobi, or for everybody else that's a Star Wars fan, Obi-Wan Kenobi show that was released... Um, Last month in June. So, before we go ahead and get it started, um, y'all know what to do. Like and share the content. Rate it five stars wherever you view it. That helps again. Algorithm, better podcast sheets every single day. And make sure to follow me. That way you do know when I drop episodes. Because if you don't know, last time I dropped the episode was about literally like 10, 10 to like four. 14 days ago, like, so, like, almost two weeks ago. So, we're going to get it started. Just give me one second. I got to check on this one thing, and I'll be right back. But to you, it's going to seem like I was ne- I never left. All right, so we're back. So, Kenobi, uh, we're going to get the, the opening summary first. Kenobi is about a former Jedi Master... Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. The reason why I say former is because the time period of Kenobi is, for those who don't know, it's after Revenge of the Sith. This is when Kenobi kind of goes into his um his own isolation that any remaining Jedi, whether they're younglings, whether they're Padawans, whether they're knights or masters, all went into hiding to um to get away from the Alright, that was random. Um, I was looking at something. I accidentally played the video. So, let me... So, yeah. That's what we're going to go with. We're not going to cut it out. Fuck it. We ain't going to do it over. Um, we had that... that It's like this... Uh, what would I say? It's a 10-year period after. Because Luke and Leia are, are featured in this series... Um, Primarily, Leia Luke was just shown briefly. Um, so, I think they were about like 9 or 10. So, that's why I said I'm going with 10 because it makes about sense when they were at that age. That, you know, they had really started to sprout and show their character. Um, but when we open up with, we see Kenobi kind of just, you know, moseying about... Um, just like acting like, you know, the normal like factory worker, just, just there. Um, but that's not, no, that's not how we open up. We open up with this scene at the Jedi Temple when the Jedi Temple is actually being assaulted. Like by formerly Anakin Skywalker, now going by Lord Vader and the 501st unit. That assault, that assault the temple. Now, for those who don't know why I say that, the 501st was the unit that, you know, the Anakin had led. And they and so many others were sent to basically wipe out the Jedi at the Jedi Temple. Now, we get an opening of a master um, training Jedi younglings to, you know, in the ways of the Force until they, they have been attacked by the clones, and you can see a bunch of Jedi's from Padawans to to like Masters alike, all fighting against the clones. But they're, you're seeing little by little they're all being gunned down until you see the Master that was protecting these these younglings fall, and they run into they end up running into um. They end up running into uh, now Lord Vader. And he, you know, if those who don't know, he ends up basically killing a lot of the younglings. Now, we're going to make a little stop right here real quick. For a lot of the people um, who didn't know, I got my, some of my international fans who don't know. Um, last month, there was a, a school shooting 
at a school. And around the same time that this episode aired, it, it was, you know, the fact that kids were killed. And I'm, I'm going to be that person. I'm just going to be that person. People were being extremely sensitive because they're like, oh, that's poor. Um, th this tragedy just happened. I mean, they could have pushed it back, but y'all would still said the same thing. So I understand people feel bad about tragedies and stuff like that, but we all knew where this was probably going to go. We all knew where it was probably going to go because if you watch something and it's like this, you know something's going to just going to happen. So I always say I don't. I never like when people do that kind of stuff. They try to use a tragic event as a, as a scapegoat to bash show. I don't. I don't like that. I, I knew that the first episode of Kenobi got a lot of backlash because of it. Um, I I don't like I don't like shit like that. I think that's very very poor. It's like come on now. We we all know what happened. It's best that we try to like not put that on a creator because they don't know. They don't know when people are gonna do stuff like that. I don't think that's fair to them that we're holding them to like this oh asinine standard because of the fact that this tragedy happened. So that that's just my little two cents on it. I just I've always found that to be done in very poor taste, and it kind of needs to stop. You know. It kind of needs to stop. I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan of it. Because now, if it was now, if it was a lot worse, oh, trust and believe me. Even I would have to say, all right, that that was that that should have you know been pushed back a little bit more. But you know, even though I'm gonna tell you, no, no younglings were killed in that first episode. So that's why I'm having a little bit of a pushback on it. It's like it. It was known that it did happen later on, but not in that particular episode. So we're going to fast forward back now to um, the current timeline, which is we got Kenobi wandering around. He tries to give a gift to a kid out there on Tatooine. And that kid ends up being Luke Skywalker, as we all know and love, as a kid. And he's being taken care of by his Uncle Owen, who's a farmer, and his Aunt Baru. They're just chilling out there in their little area. And Uncle Owen finds, uh, he ends up finding Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he tells him, you need to stay away and you need to back off. Now, Obi-Wan's talking he may need to be trained and, you know... Owen sending out his shot, you know, like kind of like how you trained his father. Because if you know, if you know, you know, you know, Anakin Skywalker was the former Padawan of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But as you all know, what happened to him, he's now become one with the dark side. And more or less, he's dead in Kenobi's eyes. So... That's what happens there. We end up running into this elite force. The reason why I call them an elite force is because that's exactly what they are. They are the Inquisitors. Now, for most people who don't know, the Inquisitors, if you've seen Jedi um, Star Wars Rebels, you get an idea of who the Inquisitors are. Um... They are trained, I won't say Sith Lords, but they're trained enough to be like a lower level Sith Lord apprentice. Um, and they're basically Vader's personal henchmen to hunt down any remaining Jedi because you, we already know it takes one, one of the Force to more or less to put down a, Je a Jedi or a, a Sith Lord. You're more or less not taking them out by, like, you know, shooting them with a blaster because that's rarely going to happen. <laughs> uh, except if you completely outnumber them. But, you know, you're not going to keep sending out an entire force to go beat a Jedi 
what you're going to do, you're going to send a small task force to, to handle them. And so that's what Vader ended up doing. He ended up gathering several different people and he trained them in the dark side of the force and sent them out to do his bidding. Now, he probably was more or less looking for certain people. If they were certain people, he was coming out himself. Um, so that's what ended up happening. A good idea of this is like, you know, Vader's Jedi Purge is if you played the game from the PlayStation uh, PS3 era, maybe Xbox 360 era, um, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, you'll get a better understanding of what I'm talking about. Because during that time period, you know, that actually during the time period of when Vader is doing his Jedi Purge the second time around, so basically, if there is a large percent of Jedi still out there, he was going to drop it even lower. That way, he really didn't have no one to oppose him. So, that's what he was doing in that one, but that's a different storyline. So, we're not going to talk about too much about that one. It's more or less to give you like an idea. And... It was one hell of an idea. I, I like the idea of that one. So that's where we're going to go. Now, the Jedi um, hunters, these inquisitors, will go find Jedi. So basically, if a Jedi has been spotted, they will show up. Usually a pairs of two and threes. If it's uh, more than two of them, that means the Grand Inquisitor is with them. So in this instance, we got... One guy, I think he's like the second brother. And we have a third sister and the Grand Inquisitor. Now, everybody hated the, the third and third sister Inquisitor because particularly um, the second brother and the Grand Inquisitor because they're like, she's too much of a hothead and she's, she's going to blow everything up in their faces. When she does this stuff. So. That's why. That's why we have to. You know. I say. She did a very good job. Very good job. Because you also can see. The hotheadedness. In her. Which. I, I think that kind of does show that. You know. She. Was still kind of newer. That I, that's why I think she was almost kind of newer. Like, she may have had raw power compared to, like, a lot of other ones. And maybe a better idea of how to deal with people. But you can kind of see that there was a reason why, you know, she had to kind of respect the other two. Like, so basically, that meant they could either match her or put her down. So that was, that was always the main thing. So they end up on Tatooine. Ben's hiding out in his little hole. I'm like, I'm like, it's over for you, Ben. You might want to run for it. They're gonna catch you. They end up finding another Jedi who ends up defending a, a small like saloon. <sighs> More likely from attack. <clears throat> and what he ended up doing is finding him. And he runs away. Now he ends up running away. And, you know, he runs away to the dunes. And he ends up running into Obi-Wan Kenobi. He tries to call Obi-Wan Kenobi out for help. And you can kind of tell Kenobi don't want to do it. I mean... You got to understand where he's coming from. His Padawan is the one that destroyed everything. Like literally everything. He destroyed everything. He destroyed the whole Jedi temple, the whole Jedi system. He, he, he even killed his wife. So 
this was like a very heavy burden for him. So it's like, he's like, I'm not that guy anymore. You didn't put that thing away and bury it and, and go about your separate way. Because he was trying to say, you're going to get me killed. To the dismay of this particular Jedi, he was probably very disappointed in seeing a former master he respected turn into the sorry state he's in now. But you have to understand where he's coming from is the fact that he wants to protect not himself because if Kenobi died and they still sense people who are force sensitive what do you think the next person they're going to find on there tic-tac-toe three in a row you got little luke who's force sensitive technically and they're not going to discriminate so that's what happened there now luckily Luckily, Kenobi was there to get away, but our former Jedi friend did not. He was eventually put down. They end up looking for Kenobi again. A lady lost her hand due to the third sister's rage. Owen almost loses his life. And it just, it goes... Very, very south. Because we never know if these guys are going to come back here and, and recap it again. Because they know, they know Kenobi's out here somewhere. Because the way this may seem like, that man ain't dead. He hiding, but he ain't dead. All we got to do is find a way of getting him, dragging him out. So... We have to find out a way of getting him out of there. But until then, they have to sit here and bide their time. Now, while this is all going on, we get to see a young girl running around in the forest, tricking her mother into thinking it's somebody else. This little girl is Princess Leia Organa. Now, Princess Leia is also a very young girl, but she's also very fierce and stands up for herself. We end up seeing her with her little droid, Lola, and they're out here scouting for, you know, you know, what they see for trips, like, you know, starships and stuff like that. And we get the idea of what... What Leia is, has to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. As you know, she is a princess. So, she has to deal with a lot more than other things. She has to be deal with the political aspects. Which, you know, dealing with her older cousin who's <clears throat> very rude. Rude to her and, and others. Until he gets, you know, G-checked by... By Princess Leia. Her mother tries to tell you shouldn't do stuff like that. Father tries basically trying to say, look, you need to be better. Um, like in a better way of saying, like, you know, kind of like how fathers talk to their daughters from time to time. You know, just like, you just got to find your fight, but you got to bide your time. And that's what he was trying to tell her. So, she listens to an extent, but she still goes out to the forest until she runs into some people that are like trouble. And these guys are trouble. Cause these type of guys, they ain't the kind of trouble you want. These guys are pirates. And the person they're looking for is little Miss Leia. They knew eventually that they would catch her slipping going out to the forest on her own. And she ended up getting caught. And taken away. So, Belle Organa had to pull out her last resort. 
You had to contact somebody to get Blair working it back. He called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan was very hesitant about protecting the little girl. I mean, I understand his reasoning is that, you know, he was very scared. He's not the same guy. He doesn't carry his lightsaber anymore. Um, for him, he, he was very broken. But he ends up going to go save her. Now, he ends up running into a present. Um, kind of like a crime lord planet. We're going to call it that. He is upon a crime lord planet. Where they're trying to find out if this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. That'll come save her. Now, what we end up finding out is that, yes, she was kidnapped for a certain reason. And it was strictly just to get her to draw somebody else. Whew. So, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. And this is just the second episode. It, 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 it really does show you that a, a lot can change in like a, a small fraction of a second. And, and Kenobi managed to sneak his way into finding out where to go. Now he runs into this fake Jedi named Haja. The reason why I say he's a fake Jedi, he's using uh, Magnus to, to control these vents to make it look he's a Jedi, but he's getting paid to do it. So he's basically using that Jedi former name to to get the hell um, to basically get by and use the people to to get paid. Now here's the thing: Hodge is not a bad guy. He's just a swindler and a liar. But the people he helps, he's actually helping them escape. So he's doing something that's bad, but he's doing a good thing as well. So he's not he's not necessarily he's doing some call of necessary evil. He knows what he's doing is not right. Morally it's not right, but he's getting paid to do it. So, so that's what he does. Kenobi exposes him and tells him, You're gonna help me find this girl. He tells him where to look. Now, he ends up finding her. He ends up finding her. It took a minute and a few people get beat, beaten and locked away to, to basically um, prevent them from harming her. Now he ends up finding her and she's confused about who he is, what he is, why he's why he has her? Why does he know her name? She so notices that he has a Jedi lightsaber. <laughs> but she doesn't understand who he is until she finds out that there was something that he basically was lying to her. And she's trying to figure out why he was lying. She realizes he's being hunted. And she doesn't know why he's being hunted. So she runs away like, like the little kid she is. Can't falter. That's what she's been doing this whole time. Is that she runs away from her problems. So she ran. From. Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's trying to find her. He's trying to get her back. He's trying to get her home safety. But this is a hard task to do. Because you got a little 10 year old running around. In a crime lord city. Well, you're now being hunted because the third sister set this trap to find this man, and now he's getting away again. So, she has to keep running. She keeps running. Kenobi's doing battle with two bounty hunters on the top of the roof. He takes them out simultaneously. But little Leia falls and starts falling to her you know, her demise, she gets saved by Kenobi using the Force. It's the first time he's used the Force 
and who knows how many years. And now he's used the force to save her. And now she understands that he is a Jedi. And she didn't understand why he was hiding. Well, I mean, she did, but she doesn't understand why he doesn't really fight back. <clears throat> so they start making a way. They run into Hydra again in the, the alleyway. And Hydra says, look, I can send you this way. I got a person that will meet you on this planet. And they'll get you out. So what ends up happening. Haja runs into the third sister again. She is hot on these people trail. And we end up finding out that she has a vendetta against Obi-Wan. She, like, she is on this man's ass. I'm talking about like she is on his ass. Like, the way she chased this man from, like, planet to planet is it, dedication. She, she chasing this man. So, with all that being said, Hydra provides him a little bit of a distraction. But the problem is, him not being a Jedi means him not having a strong mind, meaning he could fall for old Jedi mind tricks. Where they can figure out where the hell these people are at. So... Only certain things can work on certain people. Like a Tardarian. If you don't <laughs> if you don't get the reference, uh look at uh Phantom Menace when uh <laughs> when our uh, main cast me runs goes to Tatooine for the first time. Uh you'll see what I'm talking about. Um So he has a weak mind. She finds out where they're going, realizes they're not going onto one of the main ships, because the main ships will be locked down. They're going to go off on another way of getting out of here. So, that's that's what's been decided. That's what they're trying to do. And, they only have a lot, they don't have a lot of time. So, what ends up happening, the Grand Inquisitor also finds out, and he kills the main leader of the pirates, because he's like... You're gonna tell me where these people are at. Where is she? Where is he at? They don't know. They get killed until they find out that she sent out a whole thing to capture this man to spite the Grand Inquisitor. And so he ends up finding out where she's going to. Because he's been tracking her little by little. Once he knew where she was at. And she ends up telling Kenobi that his former Padawan, he ain't dead. And boy, does this send Kenobi on the weirdest mental, emotional trip he's ever seen. This man was finished. Devastated. Learning that the person he thought he killed and left to burn to death on Mustafar was still kicking. He ain't died. So now he shook because now he realizes that's why he's been hunted so bad. These people trying to find him so his former Padawan can come get that ass. Oh, he, oh, he coming for it too. He won every bit of it. Um, it it's, it's just not good at all. It's terrifying. Because you realize that you thought you took him out. And he's still here. So now Kenobi shook. But in the meantime, what has happened. The Grand Inquisitor appears. And he tries to take credit for the capture of Kenobi. But gets stabbed in his chest by uh by the third sister Reva, that's her name. And she ends up, you know, chasing after Kenobi, but Kenobi gets away with uh Leia and he head for their next destination. Uh farming planet. They go to the farming planet. 
they reach there and kind of get an idea of like what happened to other former planets after the Empire has taken over for these past few years. Because Kenobi ends up on this planet before, or was it the moon? They end up on this place and he remembers how it used to be and realizes how far this planet has fallen since the Empire has taken over. Even Leia kind of concurs to it, but she said, yeah, some people are still trying to push back, but it's just not enough. Because now we actually can see some people benefiting from the, the likelihood of the Empire taking influence. So we run into like this one guy who tries to, you know, escort uh, Leia and, and, and Kenobi to a certain destination. So we realize this man is setting them up. He sets him up and he, he's basically taken to a checkpoint and tells him, look, hey, man, you might want to check the people out, man. They, they out here. They out here lying. I think they I think they liars. You know, they check them out. He throws these people underneath the bus so fast to save himself. But they end up being saved by uh, an Imperial spy. Um, her name is Tala. And she's a spy, a part of this network called the Path. The path has been helping like the Jedi's um, and, and all force sensitive folk alike to get away and escape the second coming of the Jedi Purge. So they're part of like this secret network, and they're everywhere. We even have a like a big ass like like worker droid that's a part of the damn group. That's what makes it funny. He's a part of the group too. And so is she. And they basically, they've been, they've been trying to escape. They're trying to help them escape. The problem is, Reva has shown that she has found Vader. It's so bad. Because now, Vader can sense Kenobi. And Vader comes all the way to this mining planet. To the exact city. And he starts killing people to drag him out. He even killed a kid who tried to save his dad. This, this flick of the wrist snapped his neck. He, he wasn't, Vader wasn't playing. And so, he, he runs for the hills to try to like... By them time, um, Tala tries to escort, you know, you know, little Leia, like, back. But Tala decides to go back to save Kenobi because she knows he, he can't beat Vader because the way he looks, his will has been broken a long time ago. And she goes back to save him. Little Leia gets captured again in this whole mix of things. Um... And Kenobi runs into Vader for the first time after seeing his new transformation. You just see this figure staring at you with, like, in his black suit. Sorry, I had to, I had to pause that for a minute. I had to go check something out for a minute. But... You know, now he's running the Vader first time in a long time, and he runs. He's he ain't trying to fight that at all. Like even when they do exchange like lightsaber clashes, you can kind of tell Kenobi is scared of Vader. He's scared of him. Like the will has been broken. He can't fight this man, and it's so bad because Kenobi's just getting slung around to where he. <laughs> Vader has crushed the, has crushed these like these canisters and, and set the ground ablaze, and he basically drags Kenobi to get burned, the same way he was burned. Like I'm talking about, this man Vader is on some bullshit. He is on one. He is on one. He, he is not in the mood to play with with Kenobi, and he just he burnt Kenobi. He burnt Kenobi. The only thing that saved Kenobi was Tala and her 
and her worker droid. You know, her creating a long enough blaze to prevent even Vader from crossing it. And so it was, so he ended up getting away thanks to their help. But then they realized that Leia has been kidnapped again. So now they got to go find her again. With the help of Rowan, he, you know, shows that, look, I got to get her back because she's very important. They end up finding where she's at, and where she's at is the one place, if you played the game uh, Jedi, I mean Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, you know what I'm talking about? We go to the Inquisitor planet. This place is the fortress because nobody would dare think about trying to go here and, and attack the Inquisitors. And... When this happens, Leia's basically being questioned, almost tortured, to figure out what happened. Kenobi sneaks in with the help of Tala to get to a certain point, and Kenobi finds a very, very grim, a very grim discovery. The thing that these people have been hiding on a certain level is the trophies of the encased bodies of every Jedi and force sensitive person they had come across. They have them encased. It's just like, oh my God. They have shown, they have shown that they're not playing with these guys anymore. So it really does kind of give you an idea that, that the, these guys have been hunting the Jedi for a while. It is a big, it's a big area. So they've been doing this for a while. And so he ends up finding where Leia is, you know, thanks to a, a distraction from Tala. He ends up saving Leia again. He ends up getting Tala to, you know, be rescued from her her as well they try to, to, to get their way off this planet but Reva's like a step on them she is a step on them like I'm talking about like she is right on the hills and she's got on their heels again but the path hitting fighters bail Kenobi and them out unfortunately one of the pilots we didn't see it coming, was taken out and crashed in the Inquisitor Sea. Vader's angry. Because now he's like, I've been trying to kill these motherfuckers. Y'all keep fucking up. <laughs> but she tells him, look, I planted something. Don't worry about it, King V. We got this. He's like, all right, you better have it. Because I'm going to kill you if you don't. And we all know the history of Vader of people fucking up too much. Just watch episode five. You don't take apologies nicely either. Something wrong with that man. But they run into it. They realize the Emperor is hot on their tail. So they've been, they've been bombarded. It's been shut down. They're trapped. There's nowhere to go. They gotta basically hold off the Empire onslaught to buy some time to save themselves. So what we end up getting is a brief conversation between Kenobi and Reva. Then we find out the truth. Reva ain't has not been hunting Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's hunting. Lord Vader. She's hunting Anakin Skywalker. The one who killed her friends. And she's wondering why Kenobi and so many other Jedi Masters and Knights let this man walk around here and just do what he did. Because I'm going to tell you, the probably the thing is for the, the other Jedi Knights and Masters... 
They probably were shocked when they found out that he, he was a traitor. And so they tried to probably fed him off, but ultimately failed due to the fact, not just because they probably couldn't beat him, because I'm pretty sure some people could have beaten him, but the help of the 501st probably made it even, even harder. So he got away with doing this and then killing off her friends right there in front of her. She only survived by pretending she was dead. So that happened. And then we, we she finally says enough talk and she tries to capture Kenobi. She ends up capturing him, uh, Peter his Peter his choice, to buy time for the path. And this also caused the death of Tala and her droid. To buy them time as well. So that's what we get as well. She tried. He, he he tells her, "Look, we can set it up to where he can, we can capture him." Then, then we'll get away with it. So they buy it up time. They find out what happened. Loda got got turned into like a uh, evil droid. She gets saved by Leia. They end up opening the bay door, and then they the ship trying to take off, but. Vader comes in right on time, pulls this ship back. I'm talking about into port and rips this ship open to find where they at. The whole time he's been doing this, he finds another ship takes off and it gets away from him quick. The reason why this happened is because from a former flashback from when Anakin was still a Padawan learner on her you know, the Jedi Knight of, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we find out that Anakin was always an aggressive fighter trying to win and was always blinded to his actions, never seeing other opportunities of beating his opponent. So with that happening, this is another maneuver Kenobi had just used on him that he had used on him a long time ago. And Vader stops a sneak attack from Reva and shows her, look, man, you ain't about that. And he just been stopping her. He just outmaneuvering her to the point where even he breaks her saber into just to, just to show her, you ain't about that. And he faced off with Reva and just, you can literally see the difference between someone who Who's been here for a while. It's someone who has it. it. It was easy to see that. Because remember. Ever since he was a Padawan learner. He has been in saber fights. While as. Reva. Has not. Remember she hasn't probably been a Jedi. Since she was a young. Since she was a young lady. And yes she may have been trained to face off against the, her sisters. And brothers. Of the Inquisitor family. But she ain't really been fighting nobody of this particular level on her own. And she got completely outclassed to where Vader basically just stabbed her in her chest, went both into her saber and left her there just to, to die on the ground. And then we find out that the Grand Inquisitor is still alive. I don't know how he was able to be, still be kicking, but that joke was still here. So, with all that happening, she finds something to basically, to find out how to get to Kenobi again, and also get to Vader. She finds out about the little boy on Tatooine. So now, she lost her opportunity to beat Vader. She couldn't capture Obi-Wan. She couldn't do nothing to the little girl. But there is a little boy that's hiding somewhere. But Vader doesn't know about that either. 
but Vader's in too much of a pursuit and his hatred for Kenobi that he could stop the path right here, right now. And the path is destroyed today. There's not a big force that'll that can stop. That can stop the network. Once you take out this big piece, because think about it, they lo losing Tala was a very crucial piece of the Imperial Network. Losing these next few people, especially losing Leia here, would be a very crucial component into, you know, any future people trying to stand up to the rebel, to rebel against the Empire. Obi-Wan knew this, and he knew where Vader would go. He knew Vader would go after Obi-Wan Kenobi and decided to draw him out to get Biden time and get Leia to safety. Now, Leia wasn't happy about this idea because she thought, you know, Obi-Wan's going to die. It's rightfully so. He may die. But he's going to go for it. He's going to finish what he started on Mustafar. So they land on this other planet. Vader and Obi-Wan have their, their third duel. This time, you know, Obi-Wan does, he does fairly better than the second time around. But he's still getting his ass kicked. And at first, until he finally, he lets go and he battles it out with Darth Vader. And this time he actually, he actually does very well. He damages the suit. He even cuts Vader's mask off. And then we get an idea and we see the damages from Mustafar. We see still that the state, that this stateful hatred, that this tasteful hatred, look, Invader's eyes when he sees Kenobi and he tells him, You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And what I loved about this little scene right here, you can hear both, you know, the voice of Darth Vader, you know, uh, what's his name? And you can also hear. Hayden Christian, because he was the actor for Anakin Skywalker. You can hear both of them, like, as a distorted, like, the combination of both voices showing you that even though one may still remain, this is the final product of what has become of the situation. So... It's it's a very, very sad, especially for for Vader. I mean, not for Vader, but for Obi Wan, because for Obi Wan, this was this was something that he he never thought would happen. Oh man, he always was looking at it like, "Yep, James Earl Jones." That that was the name I was looking for. I got stuck for a minute. So James Earl Joe, you hear both those voice actors, you know, combining to give you that voice. And us can see that Vader can't can't get up. Obi-Wan right here now can end this. If he takes out Vader, he takes out a very pivotal piece for Emperor Palpatine, but it's still his former friend. Someone he has grown with for the last many years. Someone who he has trained and had conversations with and took care of ever since he was a little boy. Kenobi couldn't do it. He couldn't kill Vader. And he left him there in his defeat. But he also realized something's wrong. He heads back to Tatooine. Reva is now looking for Owen Lars to find the boy. Owen Lars and, and Aunt Beru put up one hell of a fight against a still a wounded Reva. They did a, a better, better than most other people probably did. Now, granted, I will say, yes, she was wounded. 
so she probably couldn't work at a food made But these guys never wielded a Jedi lightsaber. They ain't fought no Jedi. And they been fighting Tusken Raiders and stuff like that. And these jokers went ham. Now, yes, Lauren, Owen Lars ended up basically injuring both his, maybe his legs and his tailbone. And Baru ended up getting some nasty legs in too. But, he, but eventually she was knocked away as well. And Luke had to run away. So what that tells you is that they did put up a good enough fight, but eventually there wasn't going to be much they could do. They were hoping that they would have Kenobi as backup, but as Atbaru said, you pushed him away. Now we got to face him, face this person ourselves. So we might as well go at it and hope for the best. Now, Reva's hunting down Luke Skywalker, and she ends up dragging him down from one of the cliff edges, from where they used to have the, uh, the pod racing many years ago. And she ends up realizing that she could kill the offspring of Lord Vader, but she couldn't do it. So she's now picturing herself as Lord Vader, as what Vader did to her other friends who were younglings when she was a kid. She couldn't do it. She couldn't follow through. And with this being said, Reva brings back Luke Skywalker, basically unhurt, and realizes that she is not who she thinks she is. She's been faking herself to basically... Right the wrongs of not defending her friends or saving them. Or, you know, giving them their saving grace. But Kenobi frees her from this. By telling you did something by showing mercy to the boy. And he basically, in a sense, he frees Reva. And Reva finally, like, she disappears. We also get, you know, after this event, we get Kenobi who pays a visit to Leia to show her that, yes, he's still alive and she's ready to go. You know, she's no longer about like, you know, playing around and goofing off. She, after this event, it really showed her to straighten up and do better. And that's what she decided to do. She ends up getting dressed up, ready to meet, seeing who we're meeting with today. And she fronts it to Kenobi. And Kenobi tells her, yes, you will see me again, but it may be a very long time. So, with that, they, they part ways again. He heads back to Tatooine. He runs into Owen Lars, and Owen Lars lets him meet little Luke Skywalker. He even says the infamous, hello there. And so... Just for, you know, fan service. And he gets to greet the boy. He packs up. He starts his wandering ways again. And what ends up happening, we even get the Jedi ghost of someone that we haven't seen since episode one. Master Qui-Gon Jinn. The former master of Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. And this is how we kind of close out the series of Kenobi. Now, all in all, with the last few minutes I've got, I'll give you my overall review at the 54-minute mark. Kenobi was an alright series. Very short. Um, they did put a lot of stuff into these very these short episodes. So, um, I think the longest series that they actually put a lot of effort in um, is the Mandalorian. Um, from what I saw from the Boba Fett series, I, I kind of feel the same way. That yes, it, it they are going, this one is going back in time, pre-Empire. We actually get a good idea of the Inquisition because they basically factored in very, very different elements from various different times. Um, the the ramping from uh, the Phantom Menace, bringing back Qui-Gon Jinn, Using, um, thankfully, everyone 
everybody basically repraised their old roles. Hayden Christian took over um, being in a suit. And so I, I think that was a good look of having him come back as Vader and doing that combination of Vader um, voice actor James Earl Jones and Hayden Christian talking at the same time. That was a nice effect by showing you the that yes, he may still somewhat be there, but he isn't there. Because this is the you're the one he's this is the person that kind of sealed his fate. So there's a lot of hatred there. Now I will say it, it does kind of show um kind of some plot holes. Like, how the heck did Reva survive if she ran straight into Lord Vader? Um, don't understand that one unless unless she was, like, more agile, which I think she was giving off her ability as an Inquisitor that she can cover a very large distance in a short amount of time. So she probably hid herself. And, you know, Vader was probably like, I uh, don't fucking matter. I don't know. But that, that's a very big plot hole right there. Um, I, I would have said maybe he found her like after the fact and decided, you know, that she would be a very good use or something like that. But I don't know. That was very, very weird. Um, so that was weird. Um, the relationship with, uh, you know, um, Owen Lars, kind of weird a little bit, but it made sense. Because we get an idea that, yes, Owen did not necessarily like Kenobi. So I think that kind of does it. But it, it really does show you that there, are, there were a couple other plot holes. But overall, the series was not bad. But it, it's kind of hard to, to fill a lot of holes with six episodes. So, all in all, it wasn't a bad series, but I would give this one more like a, a, um, you know, like maybe a 6.5, a 7 at the highest. Um, yes, there was some good nostalgia factors, and we got to see the uh, another fight on full-fledged Vader versus uh, kind of a return Obi-Wan, but it it was okay. Like, it, it did give you aspects of showing how powerful Vader was uh, as a as a tyrant as he was. Um, there was good that they reprised a bunch of old roles. But I can get people's frustration about coming back to Tatooine. Um, maybe there will be something different when the Ahsoka series comes back um, next year in 2023. And we got an Andor series. So those series are probably going to be taking place at other places as well. Um, Mandalorian is going to come back as well. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens when those three come out for the next segment for Star Wars. But other than that, um, yeah, that, that's that's my whole thought of Kenobi. I think it was a good opener. Um, like, like I said, my only like this disregard is that people did not like the Tatooine thing. Yes, we, we knew what Boba... I just think we have to understand Boba Fett is on Tatooine. He probably was going to lead Tatooine. There was really nowhere else for him really to go. Um, a lot of things was centered on Tatooine. Remember, Luke is fucking on Tatooine, so it makes sense that they would come to Tatooine. Um, I think that's just a bunch of nitpicking, but it, it, it makes sense. But I, I think people were hoping that we would see like Kenobi just going hand to hand with with Vader. It wasn't going to happen, people. So we had to understand that. This man has not used the force with his lightsaber almost 10 years. So we got to think about it like that. But other than that, I'll catch you on the next episode. Um, whenever I decide to drop one. And I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.